0: TBS 120 is the name of this little piece of radio real estate where we try to provide something useful and practical about living in Seoul and living in Korea. We've got in the expat community and in the Korean community a, a lot of amateur food talent out there, people that are good cooks, so much so that they sometimes flirt with the idea of doing it professionally but starting a restaurant is one of the most daunting entrepreneurial and risky tasks in the world so what about pop-ups pop-ups might be a way to baby step your way into the professional food and beverage world that's what we're talking about today with our in-studio reporter mark wilson hi mark good morning kurt so pop-ups do have you been to pop-ups in town Actually, I have. It
1: was uh, it was a while ago, it, probably maybe five or six years ago. It was about it was actually uh, the pop up of the person I'm going to talk about today. Cool, but uh, yeah, yeah, really fun experience. Really great time to meet friends and just try food you you can't get every day.
0: Generally speaking, yeah, I mean it's like somebody will come. Usually it's expats. I don't want to overgeneralize, but they'll they'll know how to make something they had at home and they make it really well from their region.
1: Right. So, w- what kind of food uh, really makes you think of home? I'm just curious.
0: Well, uh, there's stuff like seafood, uh, okay. different types of seafood cooking than you usually find here in, in Asia. Stuff like, you know, seafood chowder or uh, different ways of doing lobster and stuff like but that. But a
1: chowder, I mean, a really good chowder, that and might be tough to find. That's true,
0: like a New England clam chowder, you right, know, right, kind right, of right, thing. Right. Yeah. That would be the stereotypical thing from my, my hometown. That's right.
1: Well, for me, it's a uh, Philly cheesesteak. I'm Ooh. from uh, outside of Philadelphia. so Now, those can... you
0: can get a few good ones here <laughs> yeah, in town. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can, yeah. All right. So uh, are you good at making those things? Uh, you know, I'm okay. As far as making a Philly cheesesteak, I guess I'd have to
1: figure out how to get the resources yeah. and stuff. But
0: uh, yeah, I think uh, right. after a little bit. So yeah, I mean, w- w- you've got these sort of uh, home chefs that are ready to step to the next level, but they don't have the capital and all this stuff to start a restaurant. So pop-ups are kind of a bridge, right?
1: Uh, that's exactly Right. Actually, uh, today is episode one of a two-part series about opening a restaurant. Very cool. Uh, the thing is, for my interview, I just wanted to focus on starting a restaurant from scratch. It was a little bit like uh, you know my previous episode about publishing, mm. how they went ahead and went through the processes. bootstrap the whole thing. Exactly. Went to all the different uh, district offices and the tax. But uh, I went ahead and I sat down with a person that I interviewed. And he just really, really started talking about how he – he uh, this concept of opening up a restaurant before that, right. and that is how he shared his food with the Korean community, was what we're talking about today is pop-ups.
0: All right. Why are you being so coy about
1: who it is? Well – his name is Linus Kim. Mm. He's the restaurant owner of a well-renowned southern BBQ style restaurant located in
0: Etowah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's well known. I think oh, yeah, a lot of people he have is. been to his his joint.
1: Exactly. Yeah, his name his name definitely rings a lot of bells. His restaurant is known for Alabama style pulled pork uh, sandwiches and te- Texas beef brisket brisket so really yeah. delicious
0: this is low and slow barbecue this is yeah. barbecue that uh, takes like a day to do melts in your mouth you gotta smoke it and all that yeah. stuff and that's what you've really got strongly in the u.s south and southwest kind of stuff is this rival regions of slow barbecue and he did pop-ups i used to go to his pop-ups years ago. oh you did yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. five yeah. six years ago you know he'd yeah. sort of borrow some space in another restaurant and hold this incredibly popular pop-up and uh, he did that for years before he even thought of uh you know his thing
1: you're pretty much tell- saying my entire segment man <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. so he he went ahead and he he did this around five or six years ago and he did it for about two and a half years before he opened the doors of his own restaurant yeah and that was the whole pop-up concept
0: all right, cool. So, and and he did this, I presume. Why? Because he was starting small. Starting small. I mean, he was starting small because he had to. He
1: had he had no capital. He had no money. And in this next audio clip, he's going to go ahead and talk about
2: it. Let's hear it. So I had an idea. What if I if I were able to convince somebody? You know, I had a lot of people say no, but somebody that might be able to lend their space for an evening. But instead of um like killing the night for them. They, they can still, because I need more customers, right? So I would uh, uh, sell my food. I would take all the proceeds of my food, but I would uh, leave their alcohol sales alone. Now, most people, not not all places, but most places, they really make their margins on their alcohol and their drink sales. Uh, that's, that's really where it is. The food might bring them through the door, but that's where they're making their money, right? And so uh, I thought, it's going to be a tough sell, but if I get somebody to agree, to that so that's how we did it. I kept my food. I told them they're going to be people, and they all have to drink something with their food. And so, why don't we just try it out? It was always very reluctant, really, really reluctant. So how did it turn out? Uh, it turned out really better than they always expected. And then they then they were like, uh, "Why aren't you going to pay me rent?" Went from that, "Why aren't you paying me rent?" to like, "When are you going to do it again?" You know. So it was a win win situation. I love win wins.
0: Yeah. That model sounds pretty good nowadays I mean you you just focus on selling wine beer and cocktails, and we got the food for you.
1: I think what he compared it to was almost like um almost like the entry ticket to a club, yep, you know what I mean the the cover fee, yeah. except in this case, the cover fee is just is just the fee for the food, and then you go ahead and you pay for
0: everything else and so often the food is just the vehicle to sell that high margin uh, alcoholic beverages
1: that's right, and I think the coolest thing about this concept um, about the pop up is. That, you know, he, Linus, doesn't want to keep it quiet. He's really passionate to share the style with other young entrepreneurs and other people who'd be considered to do this or open a place. And he even said that he'd love to hold a seminar explaining how he did everything from finding a place to ordering meat and all that
0: stuff. That is an interesting thing.
1: Yeah, he would he just said he would just love to. he that's the thing that I find when it came to um working with the publisher these young startup guys they they really want to like share they want to like share the wealth and share the success it's really awesome
0: his experience uh, is valuable just as a, a a knowledge commodity never mind the whole you know sort of restaurant concept this
1: this is why this this topic is two episodes because he's just filled with it and now. i got
0: to say he made it look kind of easy it's it's right. one of the hardest things to do but you know he had a he had a certain way of handling himself right
1: well, that is correct. Uh, all pop-ups, they have hiccups as well. And I'll let him talk about one pop-up that didn't really uh, turn out the way that he
2: hoped it would be. I recently did a uh, a ramen pop-up. I, and it's really funny because uh, I did two, and they were both minor disasters. Yeah, and, and, and you know, like, uh, you got a lot of feedback. Uh, I, I asked for brutal honesty, and I really got it. And, and people... You know, some people liked it and uh, some people didn't. And, you know, both ways, like you got some pretty passionate answers, but you learn so much from doing something like that. It is never a failure. Uh, I, I can't stress that enough. Um, it's about testing and retesting and mistakes and uh, practicing, practicing, practicing. It's kind of like that phrase that you either win or you learn. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so I can't say enough about like people just going for it. and Maybe they don't know where to start uh start close to your house you know
0: you win or you learn there's no failure only feedback right this you is like a motivational segment yeah. yeah uh and you can hear his attitude you know there's um you know it was not a failure i learned something and he's just kind of quietly passionate so there's linus you know good on him uh what other kind of things do these pop up uh, people say
1: well i think a word that really comes up with a lot of people who do pop ups who Think about it, or or, or entrepreneur, entrepreneurs or startups in general. The word is persistence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be turned down so many times, especially in this case for a pop up from establishments because they think it's a raw deal. Like mm-hmm. they, um, in your mind, you're thinking, no way, Th- this would make a profit for this company because. They're going to make profit off of drinks alone, Uh especially if they're uh, they're an establishment that doesn't really make that much money. Uh, But because they've never really encountered something like this before, they're just going to say no because it's unknown to them.
0: And they probably figure they're dealing with amateur hour here. You know, I mean, uh, why should I turn my kitchen and my restaurant space over to this person? So that's where the persistence comes in. Probably you have to have some charisma to sell this, right?
1: Yeah, you definitely have to have that uh, charisma. Definitely. Um, and another thing that is important is special specialization. I think mm. at the time, um, you can go ahead and you can pretty much be good at making one thing. And I think with Linus that really helped him out with his kind of specialization. Yep. Uh, you could call this being a one trick pony, but I think it can really help you out in the it's long niche. run. Yeah, yes. It's niche. it's
0: niche. And it's the fact that it doesn't exist. Well, here. think of
1: how many restaurants, Western restaurants you go out there and it's a huge menu, like too huge, like You got burgers and spaghetti and you're Uh kind of like, eh. But if you went to (laughs) like a steak, like a ribs place – and they just served like two styles of ribs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That would open your eyes. Right.
0: And these places like a lot of the buzz that generates is, oh, I haven't had that since. Mm. Exactly. You know, one of the sort of theoretical pop ups we talk about is like uh, lasagna lately. Like, yeah. It's hard to get a good yeah. lasagna in Seoul. Yeah. And so if there was a place that did that. All right. So let's say I want to start a pop up lasagna or otherwise. Give me some uh, basic concepts to go with.
1: So uh, just like, as was said before, you're going to go ahead and you need to find a place and you're going to have to get out there. You're going to have to, uh, you know, be able to take a hit and be able to turn, be turned down.
0: Probably cook some demo dinners for the owner. Exactly.
1: Right? Uh, go ahead and make sure you use popular social networks. Get your name out there. You, get, you, know, this, you really have to get your name out there.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Um let's see. Uh did uh I mean I know Lina started in Taiwan. He started doing multiple restaurants kind of things. Uh he said in the last clip start small. That's important. Start small and local.
1: Yeah, he said start small and local because that's just where he was. And I think uh he what he said and I think what's really important is you need to focus on your niche. You need to focus on your customer. Is it going to be Wegogan? Is it going to be foreigner? Is it going to be uh C- korean korean europeans like what kind of what kind of people uh do you want to have your food are they going to be like you so um i think in this next clip we're going to go ahead and let linus talk about uh
2: finding a location and Let's things like it. that make it easily accessible to where all the foreigners are going to be i mean if that if that's, if that's your that's, client, yeah your clientele but most likely that is because mm-hmm. if you're coming here again the language barrier and all that so um yeah, E uh, is a good place. Uh, 경이란, 해방정, um, Hwabangtong. You might be able to do it in the Gangnam area, may, maybe. But again, I, I just feel like everyone tends to grav, gravitate to this area. Even Hannamdong, you know, those are great places. But again, for pop-ups, uh, like I said, there's a lot of businesses that are operating in the negative right now, and they'd be more. It, it wouldn't take a whole lot to convince them. Hey, let me have, let me have one day. One day, you know, a week or one day a month, just to try this out.
0: Pop up is becoming more of an enshrined concept now than it was, say, ten years ago. Right. you can You can start a conversation about a pop up a little easier than you could then.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's people like this and other young entrepreneurs who are kind of uh, paving the way for for those people who are really thinking about that. Yeah, I think the biggest. Selling point of a pop up is is if you don't have that starting capital, and it's 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 lower risk than going ahead and investing into an actual restaurant because selling the farm. And, so many places yeah. uh, fail just because of that. They go ahead and they.
0: The restaurant business has some of the highest failure rates in the world, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. And holding the pop-up, it's like getting a sort of a hand up, and it's a possible platform for you to pair with perhaps an investor or a partner for that's the future. Right. So. And that's
1: what we're going to talk about on October 11th, so tune in for the second part.
0: Nicely done, Mark. Hey. Good promo. Thanks for coming in. All right, thanks. All right, and we are back with our global family when Koreascape returns.